0: All right, my talkers, happy hump-hump-hump day. We're hanging out with Julia and the one and only... It's Brittany Witch. ...is in studio today for Lori. And we are going to have some fun. What's in store for us today, guys?
1: Well, a lot of it is going to be exciting and surprising. And and we've got some Um, prizes. And
2: scandalous. And
1: scandalous. But one of the really cool things is um, we've been giving away tickets to Nikki Glaser... Yes. ...at Mystic Showroom at Mystic Lake Casino. October 6th is um, her stand-up comedy she's hysterical oops and um she is going to be sometime in our show today two pairs of tickets to give away that showroom, there's not a bad seat in that house. No, it's perfect. And it's super fun. I saw Dolly Parton there. We did, our, we did our comedy,
2: Project Under Comedy there. Oh, you comedy did? There. Oh, okay. Oh my And God. Nikki Glaser is hilarious. Is funny. Me. Um, I've been trying to win these tickets all week. You and a bunch of my
1: friends, and I'm like, <laughs> have you given away yet? And I'm like, nope, but that's all I can tell you.
2: <laughs> That'd be so funny if I was on the line. You can't win. I know I can't. Here. That's why I was like, I hope that you're realizing I'm joking, because I, I, right. I, yeah. I, I call a lot but I get rejected a lot. We
1: do. We do. All right. So, just the really quick go go update. She's
2: walking. She's <gasps> she's she's walking. She's furniture surfing. She went from furniture surfing to now uh I have full on reports that she is Frankenstein running. It's like boom 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 boom. <laughs> and here's a weird trick with kids. Put two things in their hands and they'll learn to walk quicker. So like if she's kind of yeah, multitasking, if she's crawling with two things in her hand, she's having trouble. So if I hand her two things, she's more likely to get up and try to walk. Oh, wild. So we've been handing her two little mini cucumbers all the time. Uh-huh. And she like gnaws on them randomly. Yeah. And uh yeah, she's she's living her best life. That 90 degree day, we pulled out the kiddie pool and she has a folding chair. I have to show you this oh, photo. Yeah. And she just and hung was... out in there naked. And she was just like so happy just to. Ball of dough. Oh, she's so she's cute. So... I
0: wanna do that. I know, right? No, I, know. right? I, I am know. a ball of dough. I
2: know, right? Right? <laughs> yeah, so she's good. She uh my mom's watching her tonight because we 'cause we're gonna go to a um... Hi Beverly. Hi Beverly. Uh yeah. sorry that I talked crap about you this morning.
1: Oh. <laughs> well, we I don't even know what you're talking about. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I know.
2: She's still mad at me. She keeps texting me about it.
1: All right. Well we're not gonna say anything bad about you. I actually think. You're quite lovely.
2: Honestly, you're the VIP of the family. Must yes. be nice. MVP, be nice. VIP. No kidding. You no. get it. Beverly. Without you, none of us exist. That's
1: it. Exactly. <laughs> um, we bad. just have like a couple updates because yeah. the Emmys were announced today. Um, we're going to get into, we have a, a really great book. Really? Um, that is um, our first book from the Mindy Kaling Publishing um. Company, Metaverse, yeah, universe, and it's our first one later in the show. We've got a great vintage scandal <gasps> today, and we have um, lots of stuff going on. But one of the big things that's happening is tomorrow is the um, last day that sag which is the Actors Guild, mm-hmm. um, ha- have extended. It's it's is it toni- tonight at it's midnight? It's tonight
0: at midnight. It's the 12th. I thought it went to the 12th.
1: Is today the twelfth?
0: Today's the twelfth. Yeah, I believe it's oh. tonight. They have to I believe it's by yeah. midnight tonight. Okay. I think
1: so. I think that's what well, I heard. Well, they have hired. Um, they allowed to have a national mediator come in to help out the process. But wow. basically, the bottom line is the studios are worried about the actors going on strike, but the studios want to bankrupt the writers. Yeah, and and the, because they think the longer they hold out, there's they're even talk about like. Uh, they believe that by October, most writers will be broke. Yeah. And I'm um, running out of money after five months on the picket line. And um, they think they will go back to their union leaders and say, we we need, this is too long. We can't do it. So have a deal by Christmas. But the um, SAG-AFTRA, uh, the actors are with them. So... We'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We're we gonna have to be, you know, content like using old trial footage and someone <laughs> making a documentary on their computer is what's gonna be
2: what we're watching. You know, I think we'll we'll get a lot of uh picket line fashion review. Hmm,
1: there you go. Oh, there that's you go. A there good you go. Take.
2: There you go. Um but it really it's um it's interesting. Yes. Hollywood First, is feeling the pain and they we've talked to uh that you there was, if you read anything is like they're already feeling that because they have That's one of their biggest industries. It is the entertainment. Exactly. And so they're actually talking about the trickle down effect that's even happening. People are not eating at restaurants. People are not buying stuff. So it is, uh, I think it would be really rough if you double down on that. But here we are.
1: Here we Mm. are.
2: Here we are.
1: Here we are. And they announced the Emmys and Succession, that... Can we,
2: can we have the Emmys, though? If we don't have writers, no. would we do the same thing that we did? If we don't have writers. At the Tonys. And the actors won't go. Yeah, yeah the actors won't. Yeah.
0: This one I don't think will No, hold, because yeah.
1: it's not like the Tonys where Broadway needs that's bodies their biggest, every day. And
0: that's their biggest advertisement yeah. is the Tonys. And the yeah. Tonys
1: was absolutely delightful this yeah. year without the writing. Yeah, it was, just it, was, performance. it, it was, was fresh. It was fun. Yeah, It was my favorite. That's what you're saying. Yeah, it was like so great. But I don't think actors can go read a line of dialogue and we'll care. Yeah. So. No. It's so that's supposed to be September 18th. So, lots is coming down the wire, but Succession tops everything with 27 nominations.
0: And um, the, huh? and the lead actor aspect. Did you see that? They, Everyone. Yeah, they three. got three lead actors nominated for Jerry Strong, Kieran Culkin and Brian Cox. That's history. They've never had one show get three from the same show as a leaded actor.
2: Don't you feel like when that happens, like three out of the six are Succession, that they're going to kind of vote themselves out oh, because they're going to split the vote so on many that? Categories, yes. I
1: highlighted them, like Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, White Lotus has four, Succession has one, Better Call Saul has one, and The Crowd has one. So all those White Lotus people, you know, you don't get it. Um, same yeah. thing with Ted Lasso, people in the couple things. Um, the one that I was excited about... Is it Jessica Williams, the one that we like so much on shrinking the neighbor's wife? Yes. She was nominated.
0: On the neighbor's wife? Or or who's the, Jessica Williams? Jessica Williams is the is the other um, psychiatrist. Other she's
2: hysterical. She, they end
0: up having kind of like a little bit of an affair. Yeah, at, she's the hysterical. She's so she was funny. the one who
2: carries around that water yes. jug. Yes. And yes. Talks about she it got nominated. I thought Good. that was really
1: fun. Yeah. Love and her. then there's all, like you said, a lot of multiples either in succession, the White Lotus, Aleph. Abbott Elementary or The Last of Us? A lot of people are canceling each other out.
2: Yeah, I'm terrified that's going to split the votes. Like the the White Lotus. I Terrified. Would love.
1: Like, are you terrified? <laughs>
2: like, gonna, I, just, I can't I, even control my like, shaking. I'm I mean, so how nervous. Are gonna, how are you going to handle? I haven't it? eaten all day because of this. <laughs> so snooze.
1: imagine if we were nominated and you were nominated and I was nominated. Like it might be more. It'd be more like if you and
2: Lori were nominated because
1: well, people. Picking, we're picking a different category. Well, it Doesn't matter. You're here today.
2: Okay. If we're nominated, if you, me, and Grant were,
1: we're all nominated. And then, like, I wish you, I hope you
2: win. I hope you win, Grant. I hope you win too. You're like, I I want to win. win. Yeah, that's the way it
0: is. Absolutely. I
2: would do the agreeable thing where you tell me that you hope that I win. I hope you win. So do I. And I would Uh not be ashamed if
0: you said you voted for yourself. Mm -hmm. I would be cool with that.
2: It's like tonight with your Power
0: Bar tickets.
1: (laughs) I hope you win and share it with me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you see Vanderpump rules? Is nominated.
1: What, what were they nominated for? No, I didn't. they for their
0: first Emmy award. I don't, I don't. I don't
1: know where it's. I was looking on the list. It, it's Grant. nominated
0: for its first Emmy. No, I'll find out, what, find it's out for, what it's for. But also, Ray Liotta was also uh, posthumously nominated for an Emmy for Blackbird as well, yes. too, which is really yes, cool. I'll figure out what the exactly good. Vanderpump Rules is.
1: We're gonna have to go back. And Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, was nominated for Daisy Jones and the Six. And Daisy Jones and the Six, if you haven't watched it on Prime, it's so
2: good. Is it worth doing the book first or just skip the book? I never read the the book. Okay, okay. I
1: loved it. You don't have to read the book. But when we come back, we have a very important um, story we can't get enough of today. We'll be right back. This is today, Laurie and Julia, and Brittany and Grant. We'll be back. Lori and Julia here with Ann Tressler of Tressler Law. Here's an interesting question from one of our listeners, Ann. She wants to know, can I stop my spouse from divorcing me?
2: Well, the simple answer is no. (laughs) Because we're a no-fault divorce state and you don't need a reason for a divorce, if one party wants a divorce and the other does not, the divorce will move forward. Unfortunately, these are things that you have to deal with, and that's when sometimes we're dealing with the emotional aspect. We have a lot of clients where we have to work through that to get to the point where they're understanding and engaged to get to a good settlement and accept what's going to happen. Since she didn't want the divorce, can she make her spouse pay her attorney's fees? Not necessarily. The basis to ask for the other party to pay your attorney's fees is legally under need-based or conduct-based, and both are established on a case-by-case basis.
1: Boy, there's a lot of details with a divorce, and so this is why you should go see Anne Tressler. For a free one-hour divorce consultation, go to TresslerLaw.com or use my talk keyword divorce. You know how good the School of Rock was last year? Yeah. They were so good at the Cat Video Festival. That was so much fun. I mean, like, they're good. Yeah. It's super fun. So I think yes. that night is always fun. So hopefully people will come out and join us.
0: I missed last year. I, that oh, was my one time. To- I got COVID. COVID. Yeah. Oh, right. yeah.
1: I That's went to my right. first
0: one two years ago with you guys, which yeah. was a blast. But I, I unfortunately missed last year.
1: Last year was something. You last guys- year when Kids. you guys did, yeah. The, yeah, the rush. The Pied Piper. Everyone came up to the stage. Because I worked the day after. It was hysterical.
2: And it was so funny. Lori being like, I don't even know what happened. Am I am I?" A kid whisperer? I know.
1: Lori, I know. She's just like, it was so great. It was so fun. That was so fun. Okay, so I'm obsessed with tennis. Everyone kind of knows it. Wimbledon is going on right now. I'm not going to give any... Anything's about it. Okay. No, uh, no, like,
2: spoilers. no spoilers. All I know
1: is now they're finally giving us what the schedule is. Okay. Because it's been so hard to oh. follow ESPN Plus, ESPN, ESPN 2.
0: Well, because now it's down to the quarters. Channel. So we yeah. can finally have some sort of schedule. Yes, exactly. Otherwise, can. there's so much going on. And yeah. I'm not
1: going to give away anything today. No. But I do want to tell you, I've kind of always wondered about the ball boy and ball girl job. Yeah. And so this Lara and Robin um, got a boondoggle to go to Wimbledon, and they're, they're both tennis players. Oh, I man. mean, that would be my dream job to pitch. Can we just go to Wimbledon <laughs> and cover it? Yes, <laughs> awesome. you know. Um, So they are covering it, and they sat down, they had a ball boy and a ball girl on today, and they were telling him about what the process is to go through, and the ball boy and girl, there's six of them on a court, and it's to speed up the game, obviously, so the players don't have to chase their own balls. And there's an organization to the madness. Two people stand at the net and, and um, on the, in the back, there's four people, two on each side. Okay. Okay. I so can see it. Yes. It's six people total. And so here is, I don't know if it's, I think it's the uh, girl telling us about the stringent process to get to be a ball boy or girl. Tell
3: us about the stringent process to become a ball boy and ball girl.
2: First you have to be one of the 30 local schools and you have to apply to your school first and they will get a quota of about 10 people Mm -hmm. for example. So you train from September to January where they have this big selection trial and they take the best 200 roughly each year and then each week from January to July You have to do a a two-and-a-half-hour training session. Serious business. Yeah, Yeah. and um, if you're good enough, you stay... For the kit, oh. uh, for Wimbledon. with them. Okay, and do you get to keep the kit? Do you- yeah, Yes, I see the eyes <laughs> light up about that. It's pretty good swag. Yeah, you guys, congratulations. You do you a fantastic job. It's fantastic. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Really what a great do. experience. At uh, really, as we've said all week, four months. Uh, really, four, yeah. four, four months, months, months of but training. First, there's the two two pre-training.
1: Yeah. September to January. Four months to make a cut, yeah. and then January to July.
3: Yeah.
1: Two and a half hours a week, and so it's based on you have to be between the ages of 15 and 17. It's based on stamina, physical ability, concentration, fitness, and mental alertness. And the whole thing is you learn how to roll a ball straight because you don't throw any balls. So when the ball hits the net on either side, The ball boy or girl rolls the ball back to someone
2: in the corner, which is funny because you are mad when I don't hit it to you waist high. (laughs) You hate it when I roll it to you. That is, I,
1: I, I can't. I hate people who roll balls. I I roll them all the time. You're lazy. I know that you always think that.
2: It's just weird. this isn't about me. I'm just saying that. Wow, is really. I always but, looked at you but, as a. I, I always looked at you as Wimbledon potential. That's why I roll it. To well, here is what
1: I want to tell you. They roll it to the ball boy or girl in the corner, yep. and then those people pick it up and hand it to oh, the player. Oh,
2: I see. We just okay? missed that
1: second you person. We <laughs> missed the handoff.
0: That was a. Turn so around. the rules that are is basically crazy.
1: if you know here's the etiquette rules for these guys. They can't smile when entering the court. They are supposed to just blend in.
0: I couldn't do that.
1: Um, you always have to stand behind the service line. Obviously when you feed the player, you, um, you drop it on their racket. You don't ever touch their hand. They put them on the racket and then they,
3: Pretty sure that's J Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
0: is Chris Jenner
3: LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday, so the fun never ends.
0: Blinded by the item. Listen wherever you get podcasts, and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
1: Look at four, and then they throw two back. Yeah, which I'm yeah. Like, How big is their hand? Um, <laughs> you, they, you no longer give them towels because of COVID, yeah. so they get their own towels now. But still... you, um. Never create a fuss. You just don't want to be seen at all. But imagine practicing two and a half hours a week to roll a ball straight. That's what I was going to say.
0: In the video, they showed them like yes. five by five, just all just literally for just rolling the ball, rolling it yeah, back good and forth. they Yeah.
1: <laughs> because they have to yeah. roll it straight. Perfect. And so yeah. one of the old, you know, ball, the original OG Roger Federer was a ball boy. And oh, that's wow. how he got, you know, in, well, at Wimbledon. Wimbledon has the stringent rules it's like yeah. the masters of, yes and Ralph Lauren designs all the clothes
2: and you get to
0: keep you get a shirt yeah.
1: you get a pullover you get shorts or scores you have to possibly wear... shoes no yes and they're all white with no logos. And white laces, Oh. and you have to, you know, have your hair pulled back. It was just kind of,
2: I just I kinda love this liked- because when you see them, it's like the, it's like the uh, British guards, the way they stand yeah. there. No, the no With smiling their hands behind or in front or
1: behind the line judges. You know, they don't have the electronic um, line. Yep. You know, yeah, they use that. Yeah, they use that. They still art. use the hands, and I don't know how they could pull up all the grass cords to put it underneath. But it'll come someday. Yeah, because it was it it was in at the French Open, which was clay. So it was just I just thought it was interesting. And you have to be at a local school in Wimbledon, um, which is about 40, 30 minutes outside of a tube ride outside of London. Okay. Um, and
2: what's the ages? It's what to
1: what? Fifteen to seventeen. Fifteen. And to
0: they 17. said about a thousand applicants, two hundred fifty get selected. Now, like you said earlier, the one thing that catches me is you can't smile. And like you said, Roger Federer was one of these at one point in time. So the majority of all of of these kids... They're
1: interested in tennis. They're interested in tennis. You have to know the rules of tennis that, you know, you get two serves.
0: Could you you not smile? I mean, if you're as interested in tennis as these young kids were and you got the opportunity to go walk out onto that court, you'd have a hard time not smiling.
2: I'd be a wreck. I'd I'd be be a wreck. Me too. Mom and dad, I'm on TV. I would be like, I'd be a wreck. I'd be twitchy because I'd be trying to be professional. Uh Um, Yes. Did you see that clip recently too when that... uh, the ball girl couldn't reach the ball that was in like the high up. Uh, it was behind them, like they'd been like obviously hit, and it, there was like a hedge right there. Okay, and she couldn't reach it. So and I forget it. who tennis star was. Like I oh, got it, cute. and you could just tell she was like mortified. Like
1: oh, I'm not supposed to interact with you. Yeah. I'm not supposed to bug you. I'm not supposed to talk to you. But I just, I just kind of thought that was fun. It's all about the rolling, 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 rolling. That is impressive. And a, and a ten, in a tennis court is seventy eight. Eight feet long, and there you go. I don't know. I remember when that one? Cared. Remember
0: when the one kid was hit by the?
1: Oh yeah, because oh,
0: yeah. guy got upset and hit the ball away, and it hit the kid right. I, the,
1: I think. It was, Djokovic. It was Djokovic was. Yeah. Djokovic was thrown out of U.S. Open. Nadal match. had to apologize to a ball People girl. People do, but Djokovic was thrown out when yeah. he hit the that thing
2: hard. You know, kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Anywho, that's the ball rolls. It's so enthralling. I love these little niche things that we would never (laughs) look in. I love that you pulled out of all this information. The rolling uh, of the ball, it blows my mind. I never knew the training. I'm like, what? Two and a half hours for six months? (laughs) That's That's going to
1: blow me away.
0: It's a sport in itself. It really really is. And think
1: of how good your aim would be. Oh, what
2: if you're one of the ones that don't get picked in all that
1: time? I know it. That's what happened to me. It's why I'm here. Oh,
2: sweet. I'm your you reject. Leave now. The
1: ball girl reject. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got a really good book club um, edition this week. We'll be right back. Hey, gang. It's Julia here for First Equity Mortgage. David Lozinski and his amazing mortgage team. I'm going to give you the number right now. 763-251-8000 or my talk keyword David. Um, here's a testimonial from Julie. Uh, about Peter uh, he was just fantastic super informative every step of the way he contract he contacted me immediately whenever I called for what I ever needed uh, he comes so recommended here's another one from Jillian I love reading you guys's uh, testimonials so thank you for sending him Peter was very responsible and knowledge light he walked me through the process every way answered all the questions. recommend him to anyone And you know, there's a lot going on right now with mortgages, with buying a home. And one of the key things is you have to be pre-approved right now in the housing market because it's still tight. And if you don't have your package and your ducks in a row, um, the realtor and the homeowners are going to say, let's go with this buyer instead of you. Go to First Equity. All right, we have another addition to the LoJ, Lori and Julia book club and... It was just such a delightful read, The Better Half by Allie Frank and Asha Youngmans. I'm sorry, I know I'm going to butcher her name, but I'm we're with Allie today and I can say your name right. Hi, Allie Frank. Yeah.
3: Hi, how are <laughs> you? I,
1: I'm great. What a great book.
3: Oh, thank you. Yeah. And I do have to give a shout out my my co author, yes. my very best
1: friend. So it's Asha. Yeomans. Yeomans. Thank you for pronouncing that for me. This was I I think this was my fourth of July uh, read, and I just absolutely loved it. And you know, reading about you guys, your writing partners, you're white and Jewish. Yasha Mm -hmm. is black and Baptist, and you guys teach together in the Seattle, Washington area, and you had a shared mission as educators and authors to use humor, joy, compassion to write stories. That encourage candid conversations about issues: race, religion, culture, class, privilege, parenting, education. I loved this book for all those reasons. But tell everyone why the book is so good, and
3: give us the setup for the book. Oh well, telling everyone why your book is so good is a little bit like bragging about your children at a cocktail party. Yeah, but brag, do it. (laughs) But I will do. I will do my best. Yes. So, you know, Asha and I, when you're in. A teacher, and I was an admin. Then I was an administrator. OSHA's has had over twenty years in schools. I've had over twenty years in schools. We have forty years of observing life, yes, and generational life, and we truly believe there's no one that has a better lens into humanity than educators because you see it all. And we, when we came together to start writing, The Better Half is our third book, mm-hmm. we really had um, sort of a cultural mission that we solidified from book to book to book. And that is we're at a place in our culture right now in America where we're very open and, and people want to learn more about diverse groups, different communities. But what is offered over and over again is primarily the trauma and the drama of different groups. And we've come to this place where it's as if the only way we can learn about someone and their community that's different is if we dive into the depths of sorrow in their history. And it's often let left alone that within the depths of the sorrow and every other time there's joy, there's laughter, there's humor. Everyone is a complete person with all those entities. So we set about the mission of wanting to explore, like you mentioned, those Mm -hmm. very challenging topics of race and religion and parenting and privilege and um, education, but we wanted to do it through the lens of humor and joy And comedy, and we believe that you can learn a lot and you can grow your empathy by reading fiction and laughing as much as you can by reading nonfiction and or reading mostly about trauma and drama. So that's really been the mission. And you know what, Allie, all our writing, yeah. It,
1: It and you did that, and that's why I think this book was so wonderfully different for us because it's a funny, funny book with a really good story, but. But exploring the different things that you're talking about, about race and the all white privilege school and interracial relationships, it it just it opened my eyes in a different way. I really just you did such a great job. Well, thank
3: you. We, We we appreciate it. We sort of feel like if we're still laughing when we have read the book out loud 25 times yep. to each other, yep. that probably there will be people that get a chuckle out of it. It's as so well. true. And so right. far, that's true. It's
1: true. All right, so we've skipped the most important thing. Give everybody the setup oh. for the better half.
3: Yes, yes, absolutely. So Nina Morgan-Clark is, we call her trifecta. She is a first-generation Jamaican immigrant uh, female woman moving into her professional pinnacle. And that is becoming the head of school at the storied Royal Hawkins School in Pasadena. And she's been marching towards this pinnacle her whole life. It has been her journey since she first fell in love with school at age three years old. And as she has gotten there, she's also been able to solidify that her daughter is a teenager and nicely placed in a um, prep school that she's happy in her ex-husband with a terrible divorce has moved across country and her beloved father has finally come out of his mourning of his wife Nina's mother and is spending a lot of time with her in Pasadena and she finally has a break to also spend more and more time with her beloved best friend Marisol. So in Nina's mind. She has arrived, and that 's a very American idea of arriving at a place and <laughs> then you 've made it right? <laughs> but there's really no such thing as arrival, and um there's always something on the other side and sure enough, at nina's arrival and a moment of letting her hair down and stepping out of her usual persona a um very large shift and change and big decision happens that will completely upend and change the second half of her life. And it's unknown through the book if that's going to be the worst half of her life. Is she making the worst decision of her life? Or perhaps truly at 43, the second half of your life can be the better half we we're also so youth obsessed that we think oh your best time is in your 20s and 30s but it can and for a lot of people it actually is the second half so that's what we we really explore that theme and then there's also the big theme that we were so fascinated to talk about which is um the topic of the um quote not all skin folk are kin folk Nina runs a predominantly white school and there's one other black teacher who's mm-hmm. of a different generation and there's an assumption in our society like, oh, they must get along. Right. They must right. flock to each other right. because they're the only two black people working in the school. And the fact is there's a lot of tension and issues between the two of them. So we loved exploring that whole idea of not all skin folk are kin folk.
1: And and at the same time it's such a funny book. I mean it's yeah. it's such a yeah, funny I book. Know. There's issues but it's it's in humor and and the one conversation I really appreciated with and this is just this is such a delightful summer read, you guys. I didn't want to talk to anybody. So while well, we're talking serious about serious concepts and it it's funny. It is a romance. It is a family love story. I mean, it you're like you were saying that you
2: were laughing while oh, reading yeah. it. Like I, I, that's I loved it. Such a fun time. It,
1: I had such a good time with this book, Allie. And we read so many books on this show. And I the conversation that really kinda struck me hard was the conversation between Zandra and her grandfather about being oh, I woke. Know.
3: About being woke, I know. Don't you love? I know my favorite line in the whole book. You're not woke. You're Sleeping Beauty. Yes, I highlighted <laughs> that. I, I did oh. it just today. I mean, it's
1: it's it's really fun because you know I'm I'm a white person, you know, from St. Paul, Minnesota, and you know I have, um, you know, not been exposed to any, you know, to as much of. Anything, I guess. I don't know how to say it right, but I just loved that conversation and listening in on it because the grandfather's like, uh, hello, <laughs> hello, yeah. wake up. I just thought that was so good. And th- there's so many conversations like that in the book. And and Leo is so lovely and being judged so unfairly because of the color of his skin. Yes. It's, this is a great yes. book. I, I hope we're giving people enough um, to go with because your writing is so funny and poignant and sharp and clever. And I just, I said to Lori, you know, cause the book cover, we just, I didn't know what to expect. And Mindy, uh, Megan Beatty is so great, your publicist. And, and yep. she's like, this is a good one. And I'm like, okay, we'll do it. And it's just such a great book.
3: Well, and what I would say to your listeners and particularly your white listeners, because we come across this all the time in our conversations is that um, often with our white readers, they say the first half of the, your books, like, we don't know if, can we really laugh? Are mm. we allowed to laugh at these things? Interesting. And, you know, when they ask us that, we say all the, yes, yes, like everyone should have the permission to laugh. And then when we um, are in conversa- conversations with readers of color, you know, out of the gate, they're like, that was hilarious. Right. And they, you know, they embrace the laughter mm-hmm. of it. And so that's really we want to invite all people to laugh through our books. In fact, we call ourselves well, I mean, this is right the most hopeful Okay tell um, us trajectory of our okay. life. But like we call ourselves the Will and Grace of race. Right? The show Will and Grace really used comedy to bring the general public into a conversation about the LGBTQ community that had not been had, that was not happening through using trauma or drama, but they did it through comedy and it was so inviting. And that is exactly what we're trying to do.
1: And that is such a clever line and you should coin it. (laughs) I mean, because I really, (laughs) I really think so. I love this book and I'm so grateful to meet you. And I want to go back and read your other books and yes, um, the do. the book is the better half Allie Frank. And you can say your writing partner's name because I'm going to show you. Okay. Cause her name would be Alice young by the time I'm done with it. So thank you for, <laughs> I, I butcher everyone's names. It's my, it's Equal a opportunity, but really you are yeah, a but monster. I'm, I'm so delighted to meet you guys. And I think this would be an excellent book club book. I mean, Lori and I, Lori's out today, but we had such great conversations about your book. Um, it's, it's just fun, too. So thank you so much. And we have to ask you one last question, Allie. What's the last great book that you read besides your
3: own? Right. Well, so the, uh, your producer said that I could actually say more than one, and I just want okay. to explain my explanation. Okay. So Ash and I actually just finished our fourth manuscript. Oh, congrats. And when we're in the midst, midst of a manuscript, I have to read things drastically different than what we write, because I don't want anyone else's voice, you know, getting in my head. So, and this is an older book, well, not that old, two years, but I just finished, so my nonfiction that I just finished is Both And, a memoir, and it's uh, Huma Aberdeen, who worked for 13 plus years for um, Hillary Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Mm -hmm. Yes, loved it. And then I will say that my just fallacious, like it's so naughty, okay, um, book that <laughs> I devoured in three days after I finished my manuscript is Bad Summer People by Emma Rosenblum.
1: Oh, is that new? Oh, it's, yes. I just, it's I saw new. that somewhere.
3: Okay. it It is kind of like... Oh, make, I just got something sure to have them <gasps> on. about oh. Humanity. Yeah. I got but, an email um, on that. Okay. Yes. I wear. I'm an east I'm a west coaster and I happen to be spending time on the east coast right now, which I don't do much and this is sort of that nasty summer um people on the east coast. Love it. So that was my like, you know, eating potato chips and Okay. Eating. Oh, these are both good both good suggestions.
1: And how fun meeting you. Thank you, Allie. Very fun meeting you. I, uh, so, so fun e- meeting you, too. So excited. I hope everyone picks up the better half. This would be such a good little show, too. Just saying, with yes, Mindy Kaling, fine. I think it, it would. would. Yeah. Thank that, you so much. I want to talk to you that. more. Um, <laughs> okay. This was delightful. So thank you so much for your time today, Allie Frank absolutely have a great afternoon absolutely all right we've got two copies of the book to give away give us a buzz if you haven't won a book in a while you're going to want to pick this it came out in trade paperback and Touch. not that expensive it's super
2: fun and it's such a cute book like I the know. way like she did the cover the oh. way that you kind of just want that on your shelf you it, <laughs> not that bad but like i go that is an aesthetic i really like i
1: know it we love it all right we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back
0: Grad here for Hoffman Weber Construction. They know everything when it comes to home exterior projects like siding, windows, roofing, doors, gutters, and even solar. And they have been the hometown experts here in Minnesota for over 30 years now. You may remember Mike and the Hoffman Weber Show here on Sundays. Well, they're back now to tell you about all the great things that they can do for you and for your home and make it as easy as possible. So when I say easy as possible, last year we had some severe weather come through last summer, excuse me. You may have gotten some hail damage on your roof that you don't know about. and who to go through the hassle call the insurance company getting all that done don't worry about that the crew at HoppenWeber weber construction is going to take care of all of that process from start to finish they're going to talk to you come out to your place check out your roof Talk to the insurance company. Make sure you get the best product available and then make sure the whole thing works out. And you don't even need to be around if you want. You could go on vacation. You could go up to the cabin. Well, this is all being taken care of with Jason and the team over at Hoffman Weber Construction. Don't be afraid to reach out for your free in-home consultation at hwconstruction.com. Again, that's hwconstruction.com.
1: Shout out to Nikki and Jennifer. You're going to love the book, The Better Half. Oh, it must be nice to own a cute book. Lori, She loves Lori. Brittany likes the cover, and it, the cover is all of your colors. It's hot pink.
2: It's so good. It's,
1: it's um, orange, and it's green, your green that you love. This book was so fun. So, she, Mindy Kalian, started her own publishing imprint in 2021, I think. Okay. These two women write together. I have to get their other books. I adored this book so much.
2: There is something that I, I have another book that I'm reading that has a writing team. Christina Lauren, we just have those guys on a lot. They're a writing team. I don't know how that works. Well,
1: they share that some the, one of the Christina Lauren live on opposite no, coasts. I don't mean like
0: logistically.
1: Oh. I mean like creatively. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: that'd be tough. It would be hard because you'd have to acknowledge their idea. But if you didn't like it, right? You, I, that well, would be hard. I think it's like it's,
0: a group project in college. Yeah, you know, like, but with
1: only two people.
0: Yeah, that's true. I and always thought
1: Laurie probably, and I would sh- should do this.
0: I was gonna say like people two two a couple like you two who are kind of like you know you know each other you're on the same wavelength. If you're not, you're gonna be willing to tell each. <laughs> (laughs) other where to or where not to go and that would work
2: that would work and you're right because you guys have such a good we already tell each other yeah Yeah. you guys are are
1: so blunt i would tell you the truth and grand. absolutely you would even if you we don't
2: ask for it (laughs) no i know sorry people hey we love you all
1: right so anyway you guys go get this book it'd be a great book club book too i just thought it was so fun i was excited about that interview
2: We're, We're before having the world's most famous book club that you currently have. Mm-hmm. Did you ever wear your, were you ever a part of a book club? Oh yeah.
0: Great question.
1: Oh yeah.
2: Was, it, was there did pressure? You actually, oh, so did you, did, you, read, what,
1: so this did you was the problem. Did you get together This is when I wine? lived in Edina.
2: Yeah. Um, Ooh, must be nice. And
1: <laughs> no, this is just, and it was our neighborhood and it was just oh, a great way, cause we didn't you. play Bunko. <laughs> yeah. And Uh, I didn't know about Bunko yet. And the kids are little, and you want to get out of the house. And you, the neighborhood women, and we all just went to someone's house, and it was a great way to get together, have a cocktail, share some good apps, and talk about the book. I was bad. You didn't read it. I'd read some. Not that many others. I mean, um, I just
0: uh, on that very note, and
1: I know some of them still get together. And I'm like, I, why doesn't anyone invite me to be in a book
2: club? Huh? Because Avi, you are a terrible book member. <laughs> well,
1: but not anymore.
2: Now you actually bring the heat. You even had the the quote that she gave us highlighted. I
1: highlighted that from because it was such an Perf- unbelievable found. conversation yeah. between a grandfather and this young high school student about wokeness. And I, I, I it stuck out so much. And I just thought it was a... Hey,
2: you've made up for your terrible... Because you were not a good college student. <laughs> I was. When I was serious, I got kicked out of, you know, at the beginning. That's not when a- I went back, I got all A's. Yes. Okay. I, for initially, so you just, I you're, already- you're a second try kind of... I'm a second <laughs> try kind of gal. First try, I'm not that into it. Second try, same with college and me. Me in college did not get along in my 20s. 30s, loved it. Oh my God! The book she was talking
1: about—bad summer people, infidelity, yeah. murder, backstabbing—for everyone on Fire Island.
2: Love, yeah. That looks good.
1: And I swear,
2: I want to read that. I'm gonna throw it on my Kindle. I rest think in peace. I piece. got
1: that, and I never
2: did anything with it. Listen,
1: you can't do it all. Okay, so. We're running out of time, so we're not going to talk about what I wanted to talk about here. But I do want to give a shout-out to Aqua. So last night, we had a date night. Um, My Mm. hubby's having back surgery tomorrow. so we um, Sending love and light to Jeff. Thank you, hon. Um, It's all going to be fine. He's just going to have great relief. So we're really thrilled about it. But um, Aqua is in White Bear Lake. And shout-out to Stacy, our waiter.
2: Is that like... It's not Aqua Nightclub, right? No, that's what I was thinking. No, that was downtown
1: Minneapolis. <laughs> that's Saturday. what I thought. No, Here, it's they have like a prefix menu, a set oh, menu, you know, yep. for a certain price. And was you, that because
0: of Restaurant Week, or is that no? Normal? I went
1: there, but it is Restaurant Week. And it go is. to mspmeg.com where yes. you can get deals off. No, but and I mean, they have a lot
0: of set menus for Restaurant Week usually.
1: Yes, when you are exactly places. right. Yep. But this place always does it, and you oh, overlook White Bear Lake. It's spelled.
2: Acqua. Yes. Cool. Just and to it was, clarify,
1: it was so fun, and it was kind of a rainy night, so we oh. had like this dream table underneath the awning, overlooking the lake, and it was just yeah. Because you, you, you were out, men, the rain women yeah. who plan dates for the other partner, it goes over. It's well.
2: hot. It's so hot. That's so nice. they always have a preset menu, mm-hmm. but hot. if you sit in the bar at the bar,
1: you can get. Individual items off the menu, oh,
2: but I mean everybody I would destroy this food. And,
1: and <laughs> there, it was so good, and the cocktails. Oh my gosh! Oh those my were like gosh!
2: It just went down it like was water. So good. <laughs> well, they, they
1: had <laughs> it was so good. It, and you know, I'm all you know excited because Jeff landed, and I'm meeting him there, and I'm all excited. And I park my car in this parking ramp, and I'm. It was sprinkling, so I thought, oh, I'll just take a tight turn here and walk right under the awning. I take a tight turn, and there's a curb I didn't see. And I went flat down.
2: Walking. When you Walking. Were, While you got out of the car.
1: <laughs> right? Just <laughs> oh. flat on my hands it- and my knee. Oh. And I'm like, at least I didn't hit my nose or break my teeth. That's, oh, man. At this yeah. age, too. And I was or laying there wrist. thinking, if anyone saw me, that would probably
2: look kind of funny.
0: Or uh, break a wrist, because yeah. that's easy way to break a wrist right In
2: there. our 20s, right, you'd fall and laugh and whatever. Now, it's like I fall and I go, that's going to ruin my week. Well, I'm like, how how bad is this how gonna bad hurt? Is this? Let me assess. I've iced my knee. You know, let me assess the situation. It's, it's
1: a little, it's but a it bump. was it was such a like a goofy moment because I literally it was like if there was a bike there, I just fell right over it down. Bam. I just didn't look down.
2: I I was that's like, the most wow. relatable thing ever. Wow.
1: But anyway, that's a fun restaurant, and it's it was romantic, <gasps> and it was just Ooh. it was a lovely night. So that was fun. So I just Re-coursed. want to give a shout out to them.
2: Tasty menu.
1: It was good, and we had this apple thing. It was an apple salad with manchinko cheese. C H E R N G O cheese. It was. So- Why do you always, always do talk this? about
2: food? Ah! I have my
1: stupid apple I here. Know it. Ah. Eat it. Eat it. We're gonna take a quick break, and we're not gonna talk about food anymore. I. We're gonna talk about when you have people in from out of
3: town. What do you do with them? Your go tos. I love that. What the, are your go tos? Call us.